Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Rowing Chat, the podcast for rowers that's been going since 2013. I'm Rebecca Caro, and today I am delighted to welcome an entire team from the Premier Rowing League. Hey, guys. Hey. Hello. So this is the very first time, I think, that I've had a focus entirely on a rowing erg competition as a, a topic for the podcast. So given that some of our listeners may not know anything about the Premier Rowing League, Chris, you're the group convener. Tell us about <laughs> it. How did, how did um, this all get going? Yeah, so the the guys from Rower's Choice, uh, mainly Alex and, and CJ, kind of had this idea uh, during COVID of creating this virtual ERG competition with different teams from uh, around the U.S. Uh, I think it started with eight teams last year, maybe 10. And yeah, every week they would post a different piece that we were doing that tried to keep it short and, and sort of entertaining and, and different distances than we typically do as rowers like 1k is 500 2k and and kind of mix it up a little bit and and give everybody something sort of different and keep us entertained throughout covid and that that turned into season two this past year with uh fewer teams kind of opened it up to not regional specific and we had a, a live draft that we did and and it was it was pretty fun so just roll me back because I'm not yeah. from the US and I don't know how totally. drafts work. How yeah. do people just put their names in a hat? How, how did you work it out? <laughs> so there was a, a sign up link and and I think there were close to 200 athletes that that had signed up. And I don't know how, I think it was a random generator. They picked the the draft order and then we went one at a time, every coach picked an athlete, then I went to the next one and, and we just kind of went down that way and, and snaked back and forth until we filled all the slots that we had. So we had 20 athletes. It was uh, four junior men, four junior women, four open men, four open women, and then two masters men, two masters women. So we just pick athletes until we, uh, we had a full squad. Well, I will confess that I put my name forward as a master's woman and I was very flattered yes. to have been picked given that you, I think it's age 40, isn't it? And above? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm well over that. So obviously for me, I, was, um, I wasn't pulling the numbers. I think let's be really, really polite here. I think, um, but it was, it was real fun to do. Awesome. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm, I actually had you on our team twice. We had in season one and season two. Um, but yeah, no, I've, honestly, like a new... In season one, you did every single piece, <laughs> and that's right. tough sometimes to to get everybody to do it with schedules and all that stuff. So, having an entry every week, regardless of where how fast you think you are, is a huge plus. So, yeah, was happy to draft you. Well, we had a lot of fun, and personally, I was massively challenged by some of the workouts that we had this year. Now, let's meet some of the other team members from the Big South Outlaws, which was the name of the team. Um, firstly, Bianca, introduce yourself. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from originally from Columbus, Ohio, and now I live in uh, basically Baltimore, Maryland. 
and you're you're an, a, a, a rower from water rowing or gym rower or a bit of both yeah so i um started rowing at ohio state and then so i was on the water and then more recently been more into erg competitions that's really interesting so why did you why did you choose that sort of a transition um, after rowing in college, uh, I took a break and I actually coached. I was a volunteer coach uh, for Ohio State for a year and then started in CrossFit. And funny enough, one of my friends from CrossFit, her husband was a rower and he pulled me into all of the online rowing scene. So he was the one that told me I should do PRL this year and has brought me into a bunch of other things like crash bees and worlds. Wow. Well, we were very, very glad to have you on the team. And uh, now, uh, Nick, you're you're new to the team this year. Is that right? That's right. And what's your background? Well, I'm a uh, career personal trainer, sports nutritionist. Uh, I own my own uh, personal training studio called Prime Performance Training in Athens, Alabama. So, I've been in the fitness and nutrition industry a long time and always try to lead by example, you know, for everybody else. And I just come across rowing a couple of years ago. You know, I've known about it for a long time, but I just so happened to to get on a, a erg and just start practicing and taking off and doing different things. And the next thing you know, I come across concept and one thing led to another. I've always been in great shape and I always took pride in all that. Very dedicated and loyal to the process. And uh, one thing led to another. And here we are today. You know, it's kind of amazing, really. All the doors that opened up when you get into something. And and I don't know what next week's going to hold. But, you know, I'm just excited to be here. And uh, I just love it because it's very physical and demanding, you know, so. Things in fitness like that just attract me really well. So I'm I'm just thankful to be here. Well, welcome to rowing. I think we're all clapping our hands. We were extremely glad that you were on our team. Um, you man, you you you've only been in rowing for two years and you're already going to the worlds and you did the um the crash bees, is that right? No, I didn't do crash bees. Um I was in two world finals this year. I was in the open men and the masters men. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a good test. I will say that especially being in two finals, 30 minutes apart, oh. you know, running the open first and then the masters 30 minutes later. D- dare, was definitely- we ask, dare we ask what were your times in the two races? Um, in the open, I finished fourth, and I ran a 113.1 and set a new American record. Um, and then in the uh, Masters, I won the silver at a 115.2. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, congratulations to you. And now welcome Ross, who also uh, a member of the team. Ross, what's your background in rowing? Um, I don't really have a background in rowing, uh, on the water. Um, I have a background uh, on the erg, I guess. Um, I was a competitive weightlifter and from there I found rowing through CrossFit 
that was probably 2012 or so. Um, and just kind of started doing that uh, for exercise and and really enjoyed it and kind of stuck with it from there. It's really interesting, isn't it, how it kind of sucks you in. And it doesn't actually matter whether you're an on-water rower like me and Bianca or you've come at it from another angle like the guys. There's something about rowing. Do you agree? Yeah, I've uh, I've played sports since I was five years old and uh, team sports most, mostly until I got done with uh, football and getting into weightlifting. Uh, since it's an individual sport, I enjoyed that. And then finding rowing was a way for me to – continue to compete with myself and with others um, uh, at a high level and and my, my body is getting a little older and there aren't a whole lot of ways for me to do that anymore so I really enjoyed uh, I really enjoyed that through rowing it's yeah the new challenge aspect now I want to talk now about the actual races that people did so personally I can remember doing um, several different formats. Nick, what was your best race out of the... Because it was eight weeks, wasn't it, that we did? Yeah. Um, I guess I would have to go with the 500. Um, that particular week, when we ran the 500 piece, um, I set a world record at a 113.7. And I knew coming into that week that that was my strongest piece, and I was really focused and determined. I'm trying to get that. And, of course, I always want to do good for the team. You know, I've always been a team player, you know, doing whatever I need to do to help the team. And I thought the 500 piece was the best fit for me. Wow. And, and did, what sort of prep did you do, especially for that, and knowing that you were going for the record as well? I mean, is this it's the first record you've ever had? Um, yeah. Yes, it is. Um those are the first records I've had in the uh, – I did it during the PRL. That's correct. Yeah, so the strategy I used in the 500, which, you know, me and Ross talked back and forth quite a bit, and he's very experienced with this stuff. So, you know, we chat and, you know, try to come up with good things to do to try to improve time. He's very knowledgeable with that. So a lot of stuff that I would do is I would just uh, – run a lot of intervals, 250 meter intervals, you know, run like a five or six, two fifties with like a two minute R, you know, um, do that one day. Then the next day I would break it down to running hundreds, mm -hmm. um, just do consistent interval training, trying to lower the rest like each week by maybe 15 to 30 seconds to try to improve, you know, but most of the interval, short distance interval training in the 500 meter sprint, you know, I found to work really well for me. And Ross, are you also a 500 specialist? Uh, yes, ma'am. Um, well, I don't feel like I'm special at anything right now, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, at one time I had the uh, world record in the 100 meter, the world record in the one minute, the American record in the 500. Um, and then the world record in the 1,000-meter. Wow. That's awesome. Chris, did you know this when you picked this man for the team? Uh, I I did a little bit. So I talked to, to CJ, and he's like, you got to get Ross on the team. I was like, I, I know. Um, 
But so everybody had to enter times, right? Like their 500 time and, and I think a 2K time. Um, and Ross just put down fat and slow um, as his two times. So I didn't quite know why CJ was like, you have to pick this guy. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so very interesting. So, Ross, you know, you're, this is reverse psychology, obviously. Well, I, I, I had not rode in nine months. Uh, I haven't I hadn't touched the rower in nine months, and um, I, I try to, especially with rowing, I try to motivate myself by maybe maybe talking a little trash or, or um, kind of discredit myself a little bit, uh, just to motivate me. I've been competing in sports since I was five years old, and I'll be thirty eight this year, and I'm I'm having a hard time at this point, kind of harnessing motivation for anything other than just talking some trash and getting out there and putting my body through it. So that kind of helps you from time to time. <laughs> I I confess that I am obviously the polar opposite of you because I was scrupulously honest in pointing out that this was my personal best at 2K, but I'd just like to point out it was quite a lot of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bianca, can you recall a race that you particularly enjoyed from the season we've just done? Yeah, I think... Probably my favorite race was the 1K, which even though I would say my I do better at shorter distances, I was just really proud of myself for the 1K. I've never done a straight 1K because in college, anytime we would do a 1K, it was usually like four by 1K. So it's more so at your 2K pace. Um, and I didn't really know what I was supposed to be pulling. So I was like, okay, I think if I go like 315, that would, that would be pretty good for me. And my friend was like, no, you're going to go like 311, 312. Ah, great. <laughs> I was like, you know, I, I that seems like a bit of a stretch, but I'll, I'll go ahead and give it a go. So he wrote me out a plan. Um, and sure enough, that's what I ended up doing. So I didn't think it was possible. And then I was able to prove myself wrong. So that was probably my favorite race. Uh, a thumbs up to your friend who wrote the plan. Yeah. So it's, it seems there's, there's a bit of behind the scene teamwork here, Chris. Did, were you aware of all this? Um, I knew some of them had had known each other and, and were talking about plans and, and what they wanted to do. And, and uh, I know, I think uh, Ross and Nick and uh, one of the other guys on the team were our friends with some of the athletes on the other teams. So they were, kind of even if we weren't racing that team in particular had a, a little bit of competition which was super fun um but honestly i think i think we put together a really good team and and uh, i'm pretty hands off with that and, and let people do what they wanted and, and go fast and, and kind of throw down the rest yeah so the way we had to do the races was we would get told at the beginning of the week what the distance or format was and then we had to do them in our own time and submit just a screenshot into a shared drive folder. And the one that I particularly enjoyed was the three lots of one minute with one minute rest in between. Is that right? People remember this yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the, form the format early on was a head-to-head -head against one other team. So as a Masters woman, I was matched against one of the other Masters women on the other team. And I vividly remember 
diving into Instagram to try and get the results that week. Because you know, I had done I'd done an okay first one. And then I really nailed the second one and I was really pleased. But then you're like, you're sitting there and the rest you're thinking, oh, shoot, my legs really hurt. <laughs> These are tired legs, you know, and then you're, you're just hanging in there for the last one. And um, I'd worked out a couple of cunning strategies. Like you needed to start the flywheel moving during the rest so that when you took that first stroke of the next piece, you know, it was ready rolling. And you got a much better score that way. Why didn't anyone tell me that? But anyway, if you haven't figured that out, I share this for free. Um, and then the results came out. And I was against a woman who was clearly a lot stronger than me. And the first one, she set a new American record. And I was like, well, I'm obviously never going to beat that. And then she's clearly really blown herself out because I was one meter behind her in the second one. And I was like, <laughs> if only... I could have beaten you in at least one of the three pieces. Do you guys have any real head to heads like that? What did you ask? Did you have any real battles head to heads with a, another opponent during one of the rounds? Yeah. Uh, for me personally, I, I I got I feel like I was against the clock the whole way. I got um, I think the first week I got COVID, so I uh, it kind of kind of knocked me down uh, respiratory wise, and it was I felt like the rest of the competition was an uphill grind. I just didn't want to be I didn't want to be uh, hurtful to the team or slowing the team down. Uh, Nick and Bianca were definitely the two biggest stars of our team in terms of. Uh, Chris had the luxury of putting them up against whoever he wanted, and they, they pretty much won every single week. Yeah, it was definitely good. Chris, did you have to announce which athlete was against, was your number one, number two, three, four? Uh, yeah, so that was um, every Friday morning when we submitted the times, we could put the athletes in whatever slot we wanted um within their their categories so there were there's a little bit of strategy that went into that and that was um we were lucky enough that like i think we had three or four people that were um able to compete in both open and and masters um and and be competitive on on both sides so that gave us a little bit more flexibility to to move people around and and get a little bit creative and hopefully not give uh sort of pattern or strategy that we were we were doing week after week and, and keep whoever we were racing sort of on their toes. That's really interesting. So there's a whole load of new jeopardy there just inside each of the categories. Yeah. Yeah, like Nick, we raced in in both Masters and, and Open Men. And depending on which, uh, which team we were racing and what their strong suit was, we would kind of move Nick around because he was kind of beating everybody we put him up against, so... Yeah. Nick, you beast. That's a compliment. It's an English joke. <laughs> so how many records, Chris, did the team pull home over the season? Oh. One. Uh, yeah. Oh. I Bianca, think did you least... get a record? Uh, yeah, I got a record each week. That was my goal. Oh. <laughs> Just clock us through the, uh, the world as well as... Um, um, I think 
it was an American record each week, except for the 100 meter was a world and American record. Wow. And, and, and for you personally, are you heading on to bigger, shinier competitions? Uh, I competed at Worlds uh, last week and won the Open uh, 500 meter. So for now, that's it. I'm going to take a little rest, <laughs> but I'll be back. I love it when an athlete says I'll be back. So, you know, Ross, obviously you're back on the wagon, having had your little break from rowing. What are your plans? Uh, well, I rode yesterday, so that's a step in the right direction. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, like I said, right now I'm, I use rowing for exercise. Um, uh, the competition aspect of it kind of keeps me interested in it, you know, uh, talking to Nick and, and Cam Warham and, uh, Matt, um, Stankwitz and like all those guys, it, it motivates me to kind of try to think about maybe I can get back to where I once used to be to row, you know, row against those guys. Uh, I'm not sure I have the uh, dedication <laughs> and the mindset right now, but, but I, I would like to, I would enjoy that. So. And Nick, you've, you've got a little secret to share with us about your future plans. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be jumping in a boat in July with uh, Chris Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> So, That's a big trust step there. Yeah, we're gonna see if I can get this six four two seventy five in a single skull. So we'll see how that works out. Chris, are you seriously starting this poor man in a single? Yeah, why not? I, if, if I can find one that's big enough, yeah. Cool. And then we'll get Ross to drive up. He's only a couple hours, and then we'll we'll put him in a double. I'll drive you. down. I'll fly down. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. We'll have a little uh, Outlaws reunion in Dallas. Yeah. And Nick, uh, Chris, what are the plans for next year? Do we think that this is going to be a, an ongoing feature of the rowing calendar? Uh, I hope so. So we're in the coming months I know like in the the US now this is kind of championship season for all of the coaches and and everything um with sprint racing starting up and and nationals in June and and I think um the plan is from talking to Alex and CJ he wants to get a, a bunch of us together and uh sort of discuss what we see the the future of this being and and get some input from the coaches as as well as them and and I know the original plan was to kind of turn this into an on water league, but I think everybody's having a lot of fun with the indoor stuff. So we'll, uh, we'll see, we'll see how, how it goes. But I know as of right now, the plan is to, to continue to grow this and, and turn it into something pretty cool. Now, before we wrap up the season finale was last week. What happened? Uh, do you want, do you want me to take this one? <laughs> You're the coach. Sure. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was tough. Uh, we had a, a pretty good matchup and it ended up going our way, which was awesome. And, and we ended up being the PRL champions, which was really, really cool and, and exciting. Um, and just a huge testament to, to the athletes and how hard everybody's worked and, and really kind of pushed themselves and, and turned into 
team. I think we only, I was kind of hoping we went undefeated. And then we had uh, last week of, of the regular season, like everything that could go wrong ended up going wrong. And I think we had six people not able to compete. So uh, yeah, it was good. And, and we were against a, a really, really tough team, but it, it went the, the way of the outlaws, which was really, really fun. I confess the name of the team, I think, is just the best. I love it. Yeah. Guys, it's been a delight to see you in person. Obviously, I've been watching everybody's scores in secret over the uh, over the season. And thank you so much for coming here on Rowing Chat. And I love the overlap with indoor rowing and on-water rowing. Um, personally, I think I need to take a few tips from uh, from Nick and Ross. Um, I, I, I will never be as good as you, Bianca. Just trust me on that. Okay. I'll, I'll go in the yeah, Bianca, Bianca, she kind of set the bar you. high every week. She set the bar very high every week. Yeah, every, every week she's setting a record. So, you know, we got to perform. Yeah. And, of course, you're only making it harder for yourself, Bianca. I'd just like to point out. Oh, there are multiple times I had to break my own record, so but it was done. <laughs> well, I like a challenge. Good for you, and I, I do think actually, Nick, what you're finding is this is the rower's mindset, and you obviously mm -hmm. slotted straight in there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just so thankful I found it, and I love to compete, and you know, being part of the Big South Outlaws and all these great athletes. You know, it really can't get no better. Super cool coach and Chris Leonard. And it's just it's just an amazing experience, especially for my first year. So, you know, I'm looking for great things in the future. Well, thank you to everybody for the rowing chat. And until next time, bye-bye.